Ram, hosted by John Merritt Wilson. And today, the name of the game is Underdogs Prevail. We're going to cover an amazing second or third round of the WNBA Finals, which featured the Mercury and the Aces, and also featured the Sky and the Sun. So we'll be talking about, you know, some things we've seen there, some of the amazing moments we, we saw and enjoyed. And we'll also be previewing the finals between the underdogs that we mentioned, which are the Sky and the Mercury. And also, I want to mention that this is our 20th episode. So we sat here in front of Zoom cameras talking to each other and talking to our perceived audience for 20 times. So, yeah, we made it here. So, Jameer, how do you feel about this this, this uh, accomplishment, if you want to call it that? It, 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 it's a milestone. It, it, it signifies a road traveled. We've gone a long way. We've got a lot more to do. We've got a lot more progress to make. And there are a lot more things that will happen that we will be there to cover. So I'm very happy to have reached this mark. It's awesome. It's a lot of work, but it's awesome. And yeah, I, I, I couldn't be happier. Don't say we, we can't commit to nothing. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> we can't commit to nothing. It's not here 20 times a lot. Mm, yes, sir. <laughs> With that being said, why don't we get into the um the games, which is what we're here for? Let's start with let's start with the, the one that just ended last night, the Aces and the Mercury, which was an electrifying five game series. So why don't you get into it and just talk about the things you want to mention and get into? That was that was interesting. That whole series was very interesting. Uh, when when you think about how much of a favorite, I guess, the Aces were coming into the game, at least. Coming into the season. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The Aces were a souped-up team for the most part. I mean, even with injuries, they're, like, extremely souped-up. And I think, ultimately, <clears throat> the thing that cost them in this series was – you're only as strong as your weakest link. And I think their weakest link is their coaching staff. Bill Lambeer, I just, I don't know. I just feel like Asia Wilson was not put in positions, at least in in, in certain games. Like the games, especially the games they lost, she was never put in a position to dominate or do whatever she wanted to do. And also, I mean, shout out to Brianna Turner. Brianna Turner played a fantastic series for the most part. Brittany Griner dominated throughout the series. Liz Cambage never looked 100% back from COVID. I think that really took a toll on her and it took a bigger toll than we anticipated, like most folks anticipated. And the perimeter game was heavily dominated by the Mercury as well part of that is due to coaching and also part of that is due to the personnel that the mercury feature with shea petty actually stepping up and playing much better we've been hard on her all playoffs but she contributed much greater on the offensive end uh this round and deanna tarazi was 
you know, vintage. So the perimeter game, coaching, and the Mercury bigs being better in key moments than the Aces bigs was the difference to me. Uh, what was what was the difference to you? Yeah, one thing that I want to mention from that series was just how amazing Brittany Griner was. Brittany Griner was picking apart the defense throughout the entire series. The one she only had one game where she was off, and that was Game Four, where the the Suns' offense just completely died. Oh, that was also the game where Kia Nurse got hurt and tore her ACL, unfortunately. So I feel like that played a big part in their performance in that game. But yeah, I just wanted to give the Mercury a big shout out for playing basically six deep. And then they added they added Bria Hartley into rotation in the last game. But they basically played six deep at, in the last game, in game five, and pulled it out. And like you mentioned, Shea Petty, me and you have been hard on her this whole time because she's just been out there chucking up, chucking up foolish, not foolish, just missing her shots. She's been taking good shots for the most part, just missing them. But her effort and her energy was definitely a huge part in their win last night. And you mentioned with the Aces, um, their biggest weakness being their coaching staff. I personally don't think the coaching staff is bad. I just think their complete hatred, not hatred, but like their, the way they act like their aversion, I'm going to use the word aversion, their aversion to three-point shots is honestly what is killing them. The team that talented, even though Angel McCautry was hurt for the whole season, like people may forget that she was, you know, she is on the team, but she was, she had to turn ACL from getting hurt in practice. Their aversion of three-point shots is what's killing them. Despite not having Angel McCautry, they should, they should not have lost eight games. I'm sorry. I know that sounds ridiculous, but they, they lost too many games in my opinion. I feel like they, like they lost games to teams like the fever and stuff like that because they're not, they're not shooting threes. They're allowing teams to keep up with them, especially if they're not getting, getting to the line. They're just going off straight twos. That's not going to, that's not conducive to victory in any way, shape or form. And I do feel like in that last series, if they shot some more threes or if they allowed Asia Wilson to shoot threes, I think it would have helped a lot, especially when you got, you're forcing Asia Wilson to stay inside the arc being guarded by Brittany Griner and Brianna Turner, who are both, so, you know, we're both A-plus defenders. They're both in the top 10 in the league in terms of uh, paint defense. And you have Asia Wilson trying to score inside the arc against the two of them with Liz Cambage posting up all the time. You know, naturally, she, as she should, she's 6'8", big as hell, strong as hell, can finish with both hands in the paint. So she should be posting up. But, like, you need to find ways to get your best player in positions to succeed. And like you mentioned, throughout most of the series – the first three games, Asia Wilson wasn't even given a chance to – she wasn't even given the chance to do what she does best, which is, you know, she wasn't given the opportunity to score the ball in her positions and her spots because the offensive scheme was just so constricting. I don't know. I just feel like the coaching's good. They're good at everything else. They're great defensively. They run the fast break well. They're efficient on offense. But if they don't add a three-point shot to their scheme – or at least allow their their bigs to you know spread the floor a little bit more. They're going to they're going to they're going to constantly be losing these series that they should be winning. But let's let's face the fact of the matter is they had the better team from top to bottom. Their team was better, and they they folded. If you look at you just think about just the concept, the, just the idea of allowing Asia Wilson and Liz Cambage to step out to the three because they both 
are okay. I mean, Asia Wilson hasn't shot threes, but she seems very capable of doing it because her mid-range is cash. By allowing them to shoot threes, you're taking Brittany Griner's six nine ass out of the paint, or you know, out, yeah, out of the paint, and Brianna Turner, who's causing wreaking havoc in the paint, out of the paint as well. That allows lanes for you know your guards to, to drive in and get clean looks without worrying about getting their shot contested by these two amazing defensive players. So I don't know. I just think it's really simple, sim- a simple solution that I can't understand why they refuse to change it. It's actually infuriating. But you know. Regardless of that, shout out to the Phoenix Mercury for, you know, fighting hard, doing what they got to do. Diana Tarasi had 30, a 37-point game, you know, at, at age 39, which is absolutely amazing. Her three-point shot was just ridiculous. She was hitting crazy shots. You know, Brittany Griner, like I mentioned, was just amazing. And the Mercury coaching staff definitely is tough. <laughs> they, they know what they're doing. I, that's a big thing. I think, like you mentioned, the coaching battle was – was where it was where the series was won. Yeah. Anything else you want to add about this series that you that came to mind? I will add that last night I low key thought the uh the the block at the end was a foul. Hmm. Low key. But at the same time it was also a good defensive play. So either way, I feel like the aces were too talented to even be in that position where they have to like try to get a bucket leap because, because they're down. Yeah. No, they definitely sold. So, uh, I mean, we'll see what they do next year. Mm-hmm. Um, they just got to go back to the drawing board. Yeah. And Bill Lambert, as good a coach as he is, he can't keep having performances like this in, in, in leverage moments like last year. Uh, they obviously didn't have Liz Cambage, and they played a great storm team, but to keep <laughs> yeah, a sweet yes, well. yeah, right <laughs> to keep coming up short late. It can only he can only do that for you can only do that for so long. Mm-hmm. So we'll see, we'll see. So why don't we jump into the next the next round? And why don't we start with you this time? Actually, what, what were your thoughts about? the skies uh, pretty much roll of the sun. Yeah. I mean, you and I were both, we both thought the sun were going to, to win this in a fairly decent fashion. Although we both also said the sky could win. We just didn't imagine that they'd play this, this good. Like, I don't think the sun necessarily, aside from the, the late game blunder on that layup attempt, I believe that was Jasmine Thomas who did that. Besides that, the Sun played a great game. They played well. They just got outplayed, pure and simple, by the Sky, who were just – their offense is just – the playmaking is insane. Like, Courtney, the passes Courtney Vanderstoot has been, was making the entire series were definitely out of this world. Candace Parker also just – the playmaking in the front court was – you know, they, they couldn't do anything about that because the second they, they overcommitted – she found an open cutter, uh, mostly Clea Copper, <laughs> cutting and, and just hitting a crazy acrobatic finish in the paint. The Sky played a great game. Uh, Vanderslew had the second triple-double in WNBA history and the most assists in a WNBA playoff game in the same game. So that's, you know, that's pretty tough. That's cool to, for her to do that. Yeah, I mean, basically, I don't know. It's just hard 
part. Like, I just feel like the sky just outplayed them. I don't think the Sun weren't doing we're doing anything bad per se. I do feel like Jocko Jones was not getting enough. That's I don't know if she's getting enough touches or she wasn't being. I feel like it's more so she wasn't being aggressive enough, in my opinion, rather than her not getting the ball enough. I feel like she wasn't fighting to score. He wasn't like going at them enough, in my opinion. But yeah, the sky. They've just constantly been proving proving people wrong. They're they were 500 and now they're in the finals. Just you know, they definitely they're not playing like a 500 team right now. They're playing like a, the the team you and I thought we were going to see, which is like a top three seed in the WNBA in the beginning of the season. That's what we you and I had thought. That's what a lot of people have thought. And they're now playing like that team, if not better than expected. Um, it's just I think one thing that's interesting to me is just the way Candace Parker has like tied their defense together just the communication just like the way like since she's gotten there Cleo Copper has just been unlocked just been playing so much better and I think one big thing that's worth noting is the sky finally started hitting their threes in that series and that's honestly what allowed them to upset the number one seed who had won 14 straight games coming into that game and coming to that series but yeah, I can't really say too much bad things about the Sun. I just think they just got cooked, honestly, rather than like they were playing bad. So yeah, shout out to the shout out to the Sun. They had a good run. Got some, yeah, their little team awards. You know, their most improved, their MVP, and their coach of the year. But they didn't get what they wanted, which is a spot in the finals. And so yeah, that's it. That's it there, really. How about you? What do you think? My thoughts. Uh... Well, first, I do con- I concur. I think the Sun they didn't have there wasn't there wasn't anything that like major that I thought really separated the series. I I I, I think it was it, it was kind of it felt similar to the game that they played against the the uh, Lynx with Sylvia Files like Sylvia Files never got a chance to establish herself. And the same thing happened the entire series with John Quill Jones. It felt like John Quill Jones got lost in the fold almost and just lost in the mix. And offensively, the <clears throat> the sky continued to do what they do well, um, going through Kalia Copper, having great game like Courtney Vandersloot played an outstanding series along with Candace Parker. Um, everybody was hitting their shots. Um, and ultimately they didn't make mistakes. Yeah. It, it, they, they played pretty much as perfect as they needed to throughout the entire series. And once they got home, it was pretty much a wrap. Mm-hmm. At that point, so yeah, they're still they're 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 actually perfect right now at home throughout the playoffs, which is a which is a good thing to note. I mean, they haven't played that many games. They've only, they only played what two games, three, uh, three games at home so far. So, uh, keeping that up, that's been interesting. Candace Parker, as you said, has tied this defense together very well offensively I think it's definitely been Courtney Vandersloot who's really taking charge and yeah it's just just been very interesting to watch how great they have played 
And the thing is, the thing that really intrigues me about them as a team is that they don't have a dominant big in particular who plays back to the basket kind of basketball like almost every other team in these playoffs do but they've offensively they're probably the most well-balanced team on the offensive end in the playoffs they've or at least they've been throughout the entire playoffs so that that to me is the key their balance all around and the fact that if it's not one person one night, it's somebody else. That's something I definitely want to continue to watch and continue to see. And now they'll have to do the same thing one more time against per- the person who, in my opinion, if it's not Candace Parker, I would say it's Brittany Griner for finals MVP. And at least the MVP of the playoffs to this point. I will, I'm going to I'm going to really enjoy watching Brittany Griner having to deal with this defense and to see if they can do anything to do to see what they've done against like John Quill Jones and Sylvia Files. I want to see if they can do something similar to Brittany Griner. Yeah. Ultimately. So, yeah, that'll, that'll, it'll be fun. But again, shout out, as you said, shout out to the Sun. They had a fantastic season um, when we went to see him. They blew the Mystics out of the building um <laughs> and they were they were that team all season like they were really that team all season and then they just came out and got outplayed for an entire series out coached and outplayed yes there's a few things i do want to highlight you know before we move on to the next topic one I just want to shout out Alyssa Thomas for coming back from an ACL injury and absolutely hooping. Like, yeah, the Sun lost, but it wasn't for a lack of effort on her part. She definitely came out and improved every game throughout the series, and it culminated to her looking like her looking like her old self pre-injury from last year. And she quickly climbed back into the second best player on the team, you know, in the series throughout the series. So that was nice to see. And you and I, when we were talking about the game in the last episode, we were both talking about how Candace Parker's offense needs to be there. And it was there. She only had one game where she didn't score in double digits, I think. But, like, that game, everybody was scoring. So it was like, you know, just at that point, she was facilitating playing defense and playing a role, you know, by, you know, by default because she just didn't have to go, go and get it. You know what I mean? And I do, and lastly, I want to talk about before we move on, I do want to highlight what you're saying about their offense and their offensive scheme about being one of the few teams in the league who doesn't play, you know, with a post-up center. If you're, you know, you're talking about, like, the, the Sky or one of the, quote-unquote, most modern offenses in the league right now. And I do think, you know, it's kind of getting into the next series, but like that five out offense is what is allowing them to to decimate these teams because you can't you can't the center can't simply just sit in the paint because Azrae Stevens is very capable of hitting that three as we see in the series she hit multiple big time three point shots because the the sun defense did not adjust to the offense that, that the sky were playing and they left the shooter open they left the one of the one of the the four or five position players open to hit a three at all times 
or not old times, but at crucial times, they were just they resorted back to playing center guarding the paint versus actually guarding their guarding their defender or their opposing player. So I do think that'll be interesting to see against Brittany Griner and Brown Turner, which is like kind of what we were talking about with the Aces, like saying, oh, they should have did this. I think that's like it the sky are actually going to do what we think the Aces should have done. So we'll actually be able to see what would happen, you know, albeit different players, but schematically we'll see how effective it is. So that's going to be interesting, but getting into it a little bit, what are some of your thoughts or things you're looking out for going into the next series between the Mercury and the sky? Um, I want to, I guess, it's kind of like a tra- a transitional thought, I guess, because it'll transition into the next topic. I want to shout out head coach James Wade. He's done uh, a fantastic job, uh, as as you said, with this this five out scheme, and defensively, <clears throat> essentially what they've done defensively is take away what you like to do best, and making you do making you beat them another way. So it'll be interesting to see what Sandy Brondello does because Sandy Brondello has been the other best coach of the playoffs and I think is probably the key thing that I guess links the two of those two teams in terms of style because both of those – because they play very different games, at least on the offensive end. And uh, – they, like coaching-wise, both of them have done a tremendous job of preparing them on a night-in and night-out basis. And now we get to see James Wade versus Sandy Brondello in a five-game series, which will be very fun to watch. Um, so my thoughts on the series are, as you said, <clears throat> can Brittany Griner – my like my first question would be: Can Brittany Griner be the dominant force that she's been all playoffs on at least the offensive end? Because defensively, I think it'll be difficult either way because of Azaree Stevens and the crew just spreading the floor out and attacking with Kalia Copper and things of that nature. That way, that's my first question. I want to see. How just how effective can Brittany Griner be? Will will we see more doubling again? Will we see um, singles? Will she struggle with the double? I don't know. I like just how how will James Wade approach this series on the defensive end against Brittany Griner, and how will Brittany Griner handle that? Number two, I want to see. The perimeter matchup. This perimeter matchup is going to be outstanding. Mm-hmm. You've got Courtney Vandersloot and uh, Skylar Diggins Smith, uh, Shea Petty going up against. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Courtney Vandersloot, Kalia Copper, and, and who? Allie Quigley. Allie Quigley, right. And versus Shea Petty, Deanna, Deanna Tarazi. And Skylar Diggins Smith. I think that's going to be a terrific matchup. I think those two, those backcourt slash, you know, perimeter players are going to really get after each other throughout an entire series. And I want to see who wins that. Who 
who who comes up bigger in that matchup? And three, and most importantly, um, how will how will pace dictate the series? Um, will the will the will the Mercury try to play bully ball? And if that if the games are slower, just how much will the sky struggle? And if they aren't slower, um, and it's more of a, a high paced game, and the sky are focused and running up, are fo- like they their their point of attack works, and they're running up and down the floor. <clears throat> how will the sun react? So it, it'll be interesting to see. It's it's another clash of styles essentially, but I think it'll be fun to to watch. What do you think? No, you definitely did point out some couple of things I was thinking about as well. Um, but one thing I do want to highlight, and one thing I'm looking out for at least, is the Mercury's stamina slash fatigue factor. Because not only did they finish a game five on you know Friday or yesterday, and now they're going to be playing their first game of the finals on Sunday, they are missing – two key players like the the announcers kept talking about the little eight little eight little eight like they're they only only have a rotation of eight players and then they don't really play anybody else they're missing two of those players Sophie Cunningham who you know basically basically allowed them to get get past the first round with her her insane shooting the one game against the Liberty and then Kia Nurse who's whose numbers don't pop off the page but she's her impact is more than numbers she's a solid defensive player for them she's a very efficient shooter for them. And she is a starter who plays 30 plus minutes for that team. And they don't have those two players. So now they started playing Bria Hartley, who I think had a good game against the Aces in game five. I think she had a good game. I think she can definitely do more than she did. Not saying that she wasn't, not saying that she left things on the table, but I just think they're going to have to rely on her. They're going to have to rely on her to do more for the entire series. I think she's capable is what I'm saying. But um, those the six players remaining from the, their little eight, they're going to get tired. Diana Taurasi came back from an injury, and you've seen. I don't know if you noticed in the last game, she had a lot of plays where she was just taking a long time to get back down the floor. It looked like it looked like her injury was starting to aggravate her a bit. I mean, you know, she came up clutch in the fourth and had had a, a good like performance in the fourth quarter, hitting timely buckets. But regardless. It looks looking like the ankle starting to bother her again. So I do think they're going to they're gonna have to be careful and look at everyone's energy and see how they're holding up. Because, like, the fact of the matter is, we kept talking about old, series, old playoffs, their depth is poop. And if you're, if you're forced to play someone who's not ready to because your, your main players are tired, I think it's, that's going to swing the series. So that's something I'm looking out for, just that fatigue factor. Because the sky are deep. They don't look like they're they're too tired. They they run more than everybody else, so it's just something to look out look out for. Yes, yeah, I mean other than things you mentioned, yeah, like I think coaching's a big thing too because both these coaches have been out scheming their matchups, and now they're going to be going against each other. So I think that'll be that's those are the two main things I'm looking out for. But we're, I think that's that's it. I'm looking forward to this finals. Can't wait to see it. But, um, Jameer, you want to give out the, the new announcement for the upcoming season? 
before we do that, before we do that, final prediction. What 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 is what is your what is your pick? I'm going with the sky because I think their offensive scheme is going to allow is going to lessen the defensive impact of Brianna Turner and Brittany Griner. And their defense, I think their defense will hold up. Brianna Turner had an amazing series against the Aces, but I think a part of that was she, I'm not going to say she got an A.J. Wilson's head, but she outperformed A.J. Wilson. She just had an amazing series, but I just think this the, the Aces kind of just, at a lot of points in the series, they looked like they just weren't ready. They were out of it. And I don't think the Sky are, will do that. Uh-uh. Proven to be effective, proven to be ready, proven that they, they really want it. So I don't think that's going to happen. I think Candace Parker, especially Candace Parker having that, you know, that veteran savvy, she's been in the league a long time. She's not going to let some, some young upstart take her out her, take her out her game like that. And um, I just, yeah, so I don't, I don't foresee Brown Turner being as effective as she was in the last round. And, you know, Brittany Griner is Brittany Griner. It doesn't matter if you put on her. She's going to, she's going to fry. But I think the sky have proven defensively they're very, very good. And, like, especially in the passing lanes, they're, they are really amazing at getting steals in the passing lanes. And once you double Brittany Griner, you know she's, gonna, she's, always, she's always willing to pass the ball. And if she's not careful with those passes, that's going to be a lot of a lot of turnovers into fast breaks. If, you know, she if she's not careful with those passes. I think all those things just coming together, and on top of the fatigue thing, it's going to allow the sky to to win this one. And I'm going to go in five. It's going to be a close series, but it's very it's 50 50 in my head. But just with the factors, the, the Phoenix have more red flag type issues. The, the Phoenix Mercury have more red flag type issues than the sky do, in my opinion, right now. So I'm going to give it to the sky. Five games. How about you? Uh, it's hard for me. It's very hard for me because I think both teams are really good, and I think that they're gonna. I think that it's gonna be a tough series. But I think the sky. I've got the sky winning this series, and I'm gonna give it to the sky in five as well, simply for the fact that the Mercury have beat up on teams that that basically were the same as them, and the only matchup where they really almost went down was against the Liberty, and the Liberty could play faster. They were they were faster and quicker. And I mean, Deanna Tarazi didn't play that game, so that's fair. But at the same time, I think that pace of play could take. Brittany Griner somewhat out of the game and her size won't be as much of a factor. And also we've seen, we, we have evidence that the Chicago sky can deal, can deal with a team built this way mm-hmm. because in two consecutive rounds, they've handled a great big. They just, they, they, they wiped out the MVP in four games and they dominated the links, uh, to, to put it lightly. So there is evidence that they can stop a great big. Uh, the only question mark I have is what will Deanna Tarazi and Skylar Diggins-Smith bring to the table? And can they, if, if the Mercury, if the Mercury's guards 
can outplay the skies guards, that is the best chance they have. Um, and limiting their turnovers, limiting their turnovers and their guards outplaying the uh, the skies guards. Uh, and also my other concern too with the Mercury is that their, their late game execution at times can be funny. They've, they've made some, they've made strides, I guess, throughout the playoffs, especially like looking at last night and how they performed in crunch time. But in crunch time, there were other crunch time situations where we looked and we were like, Oh, they almost threw this one away multiple Mm -hmm. times. So there are, I think that there will be openings for the sky to take the series, especially if it's close games. So I'm going to roll with the sky in the series in five. I'm hesitant to say four. I almost want to say four, but I'm going I'm to I'm just roll with five because I think that they will. I think that Sandy Brondello will do a good job overall. I agree with the late game situation or late game, late game execution being uh, iffy at times. It's getting better only because Dan Dan Taurasi is getting healthier. That's literally literally the only reason why it's getting better, in my opinion, because she's like the play, the shot she the shot she's throwing up in those in those late game situations are not those aren't drawn up. Some, mm-hmm. well, some of them aren't drawn up. Some of them were like the pick, you know, coming around with the pick and pulling up. That that was clearly drawn up. But some of the shots is just just her brilliance shining through. And I do think that is one X factor, something I want to look at too in the post, you know, late game, post game situation. I do advantage Phoenix because Dan Tarasi. That's it. Just you know, it's just so hard. To, it's just so hard to tell because aside from her, their like execution has been abysmal in some games. Like against the against the Storm, like Skylar Diggins Smith was uh, throwing up a whole bunch of hoopla in a late game. Like, come on, bro. Like. That was ridiculous. Yeah, it was bad. <laughs> Very bad. Yeah. Brittany Griner, Dan, Dan Tarasi, late game. Good with that. The second they second they add Skylar Diggins to the mix, I feel like she does a little too much. She she be foul hunting like shit. I hate when people try to foul hunt in late game. Like, why do you hunt for fouls at the end of the game? You just go to score because that's not a guaranteed call. Some some refs let you play out. They let you play it out. So. Let me try to get yeah, the good shot. Watch, but we're, I'm excited though. It's gonna be a good series. It's gonna be a fantastic series. In the finals, like you know, they're gonna fight. Now, yeah. now I think it's a good time to mention the new stuff. Well, first, I think it would be important to highlight that we are approaching the second season of game time. We are gonna be back. Uh, this has been this has been a fun journey so far. We've gotten we've gone we've gone some ways at this point, and I mean we're not even a year old yet, but it's definitely been definitely been fun. Twenty episodes in, and uh, we feel like it's time for the second season, a new a new NBA season. Obviously, when the Mercury and Sky wrap up, we'll have a new WNBA season to cover. Uh, next summer so that'll be fantastic and in terms of other new things it will also feature new things in terms of social media engagement more social media engagement on our different social media platforms 
we're going to have a new logo coming out soon. And we're also going to introduce a new uh, podcast sound. So that will be very fun. It'll be very nice. And the goal, at least in my eyes, is just to make some things fresh and feel fresh, you know, and to signify a new season. Uh, what are your thoughts about that, Zach? What are you thinking about for the upcoming season and things of that nature? Yeah, definitely just, you know, new season, keeping it fresh. Because, like, this first season, you know, we're just dipping our toes, figuring out what works, figuring out what doesn't. So now we're kind of ready to ramp it up a bit, add some new things. You know, like you mentioned, got a logo. Sorry for that. But, yeah, just taking this taking this thing to another level, seeing seeing what we can do when we when – we, uh, implement some new things and implement some like some more social media engagement see how that goes you know it's just it's been fun with the WWE playoffs talk, you know discussing with different people about you know the way things are going like someone else was I had a passionate engagement with someone about well they were passionate about how the aces hatred for for three-point shots is ridiculous and how Bill Lambeer in his career shot more threes than the aces combined in the last four seasons since or since they've been in Las Vegas so yeah, just been looking forward to that pretty much. That is fantastic. I can't wait. I'm sure our true fans can't wait. We're thankful to y'all. Shit, man. I'm telling you, man. We we get some real numbers. Game time merch coming soon. Game game time merch gonna be different. Oh my. <laughs> Facts, bro. That'd be fun. You gotta get the numbers up, and then we we can do it for real. Yes, sir. We we need that support. You need that support. Just keep supporting, keep retweeting, keep sharing. We always appreciate it. We 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 um, it's not required or anything like that. But you know, if you feel like being a real one, if you feel like being helpful to us, it's greatly appreciated. A share, word of mouth. Is anything that you feel compelled to do, or just feel like you want to do to help us out? And we'll continue to to keep keep you posted on the airways with the podcast. And we do take suggestions. So you, you got some ideas for us? Let us know. We'll we'll do our best to implement it if it makes sense for us to do so. One hundred percent. On that note, that's it for today's episode of Game Time. This is Jamir, co-hosted by Zach. Thank you for everybody tuning in as usual. We appreciate the support. This is us us logging out on our 20th episode. Uh, don't forget to follow us on Instagram at GameTime underscore podcast, Twitter at underscore ZNJ, and Facebook at GameTime with ZNJ to stay up on our further content and our future content. To listen to future episodes, you can find us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and other podcast platforms. We can't wait to talk more basketball on game time.